title of my message today is In the Name. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked about the point of attack. It's five points that we talked about where the devil can use to launch attack against us, different areas in our lives or different times in our lives. Uh, we were warned in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says to be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But despite the fact that we have an adversary, the Bible's very clear that he has been defeated. Let's look at Colossians 2, verses 14 and 15 from the Passion Translation. It's talking about Jesus here and what he did on the cross. It says, he canceled out every legal violation we had on our record. I mean, just think about that. Isn't that cool? Every legal violation, everything that we could, that could have been brought against us, that was, could legally be brought against us, he canceled it out. And the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us, he erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it all, and they cannot be retrieved. Everything we want, see, it's not even on the internet. I mean, it's not like it's like some page that we deleted, but somebody can find it. It's totally erased, totally erased. Um, we talk about the covering of the blood. Okay, in the Old Testament, this is, this, I'm just going off script here. The Old Testament, when they did sacrifices, the blood of animals covered the sin for a year. Okay, Jesus' blood doesn't cover. It completely erases it. It's totally different. It's totally different. Everything we once were in Adam had been placed onto the cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession, a procession of triumph. He was not... He was not their prisoner. They were his. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? So he's the, our adversary has been defeated. There's no power. He has no power over us. Last week, Merle Johnson talked about dealing with our past. And a lot of times our past does have power over us because we allow it to have power over us. Again, we don't look at our past being, being erased by that blood. We continue to bring it up in our mind and we continue to kind of live that out and allow that to have power over us. But those verses in Colossians says that our past has been erased, been completely erased, completely forgiven. All that we were in Adam, you know, Adam sinned, the original sin, all that we were had been nailed on the cross. We need to let go of our past hurts, our failures, things done to us and by us, and realize that they're covered, actually they are erased by the blood of Jesus. When the devil tries to attack us or bring up our past, what do we do? What power authority do we have to tell him to leave us alone? Where does that power come from? It comes from in the name, the name of Jesus, the name that is above all names. I don't know about you, but I was taught growing up that we ended all prayer by in the name of Jesus, amen. But... With anything that we do, it can kind of become a habit. It can kind of become religious. It can kind of become just something that we throw out there. You know, and, and, and I do every time I pray. I mean, I'll, I'll pray for food, 
pray for our meal. You know, in the name of Jesus, amen. I just kind of, it's just kind of thing I rattle off. And I'm sure all of us kind of do that. But let's look today at the real power that is in that name and why we say that. Why we say in the name of Jesus, amen. For starters, Jesus tells us to. In John 14, verses 12 through 14, they're very powerful verses. And if we could comprehend what Jesus is saying here, it would completely change our lives. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works. Isn't that cool? I mean, just that, just that one, that one scripture. If we'd realize that we are meant to do even greater works than Jesus. You read the scripture, you go, there's no way. Really? He raised people from the dead. He cast out demons. He healed people. But that's what we're supposed to be doing because we have the power of him inside us and we have the power of that name working on our behalf. It says, because I am going to be with the Father, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. First of all, Jesus has given us the authority that, he's, that has been given to him by his Father. That, in, in, it, that is incredible, I think. Obviously, we don't do the things, but that power that lives within us through Jesus does that. And if we call upon that name, it will be done. I think we could talk about that concept for, for weeks, but we're talking about praying in Jesus' name. So in verse 13, Jesus says that we can ask for anything in his name and he will do it. Why? So he can bring glory to the Father. That's the why. It glorifies the Father when we are healed. It glorifies the Father when we're blessed financially. It glorifies the Father when our prayers are answered. It's, all about, it's not about us. It's about glorifying the Father. But as his children, we reflect the Father's character. So if you're in Walmart this week, and, and we've all been there, you're, <laughs> and, and you've got some, you look over and there's some kid and he's running crazy, you know, and in the summer, you know, they're not dressed very well, they're dirty, you know, I mean, not everybody, but I mean, there's always that child that you see. There's, and what do you think? Yes, I know it's judgmental, but we think, hey, where, where, where's the parents? Where's the dad? You know, why isn't the dad taking care, you know, you know, and the kid's hungry, and we've seen that before, and you just kind of, your heart goes out to them, because, but they're reflecting the, the father. It's the same way with us. If, if we, don't misunderstand me here, okay? The father wants to bless us, and I'm not telling, I'm not saying that we have to be all driving Mercedes, okay? I'm not saying that, Okay? But if we are not believing in the power of the name of Jesus and we're not being taken care of by the Father, it reflects bad on him. You know, I mean, we've all seen the bumper stickers on the car that's just about to fall apart rusted, you know, and it says in something about Jesus. And you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm so glad you believe in Jesus, but are you believing in the power of the name that can provide, that can heal, that can take care of? Because he wants his character reflected. He wants to be glorified. That's why Jesus said, pray for anything in my name and I will do it. And obviously we have to, there's those scriptures that says, if you'll pray according to his will. So, you know, if I'm praying for a new mansion, that's probably not according to his will. 
all right? Because that's just selfish on my part. But if I'm, if I'm praying for provision more than what just to pay my bills and I've got the heart of, Lord, help me help other people, you know, help me pay my bills and have enough to provide for others. Okay, that's his will. His will is for you to be healed. I don't understand why not everybody gets healed. I, I, I don't really know, understand that. But that doesn't mean his will is not for you to be healed. So we need to be believing in the power of that name. Our Father in heaven knows that we reflect his character and he wants to take care of us. Jesus wants to answer our every prayer that is according to his will so that his Father be glorified. So we're told to pray in Jesus' name. And again, in verse 14, he repeats himself. He says, I think if he says it twice, we probably should listen up. Listen up. He says, yes, ask me anything in my name and I will do it. So that's why we pray in Jesus' name. But I want to talk about changing that from a religious act to something that we, from something that we just do because the Bible tells us to do and actually look at it and the power in that name, putting true meaning behind that. So let's look at Philippians 2, 9 through, 13, 9 through 11. It says, Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. After Jesus' resurrection, God his Father gave him his own name. He gave him his name. The Father gave, just like we give, Courtney's last name is Ratliff. I've given Courtney my name. It's Ratliff. The Father gave Jesus his name. And so we talk about the characteristics of the Father, but Jesus took on those same characteristics. He has that power. He elevated Jesus to the highest honor and gave him the, the name above all names. See, in Hebrew, the name for God is, is Y-H-W-H. We don't really even know how to pronounce it. Now, we've added vowels to it, and we pronounce it Yahweh. But back then, they didn't really even pronounce it. They, it was so reverent to speak the name of God, they felt if they did it in vain, they would die. And so the Jewish people didn't really even speak it. And that, that's why after a while, it became where they didn't even really know how to speak it because they didn't know how to pronounce it because they just lost that translation. Scribes would write it, but they'd actually have to go take a bath first before they would write it because they felt like they needed to be clean and cleansed. Now, I know that's kind of silly. We think of it as, as being silly, but we've kind of let that pendulum swing the opposite direction, haven't we? We just say it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, we've let that pendulum swing. We don't really, when we say in the name of Jesus, amen, how many times do we release faith? Do we re release our faith and realize that it has the power to do what we just asked? That's why we're saying that. In Hebrews 1 verses 3 and 4 shows us why there's such power in the name of Jesus. It says the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down 
in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name of God, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. Jesus received his Father's name and his character. There are numerous names of God that reveal who he is, his, who he is, his character, and the power that he has. Those names and characteristics were then given to Jesus after Jesus was resurrected and sat down beside him on his right hand. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Now, obviously, that's in the Old Testament, and we often think of that of just being God, but it's Jesus too. He's our strong tower. Let's look at some other names that we associate with God, but remember, Jesus was given that same name, given the name, his father's name when he sat down beside him. Jehovah Rapha, our healer, the Lord who heals. How about Yahweh Nisi, the Lord is my banner, proclaiming protection, leadership, and deliverance for us. Uh, we've got El Shaddai, God Almighty, a declaration of his power and might. Psalms 91.1 says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Isn't that cool? Yahweh Jireh, the Lord my provider. He is our provider. Yahweh Shalom, the Lord of peace. He brings peace to our lives, doesn't he? And as we call upon and ask for peace, and then we release faith by saying we ask that in Jesus' name, we can expect it to be done. Yahweh Sidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness, or Yahweh Rohi, Lord, our shepherd. The list goes on and on of the characteristics or the names of God. And when we proclaim that in Jesus' name, amen, we're proclaiming those names and that power to do that. So let's talk about a a situation where the name of Jesus changed a life. In the Old Testament, I mean, in the New Testament, Acts 3, we've got the account of of Peter and John, and they're going to the temple to pray at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it says. And they start to walk by the gate called Beautiful, and there's a beggar there. And the beggar asks for money. And Peter stops, and he looks at them, looks at him and says, I don't have any money, but I do have something. I do have something to give you. And the beggar looks at him really intently because he thinks he's going to get something great. Let's read that. It says, uh, Acts 3, starting in verse 4, it says, Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The layman looked at him, him eagerly, expecting money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. So Peter right here, he says, I don't have any money, but what I do have, I'm going to give you. So he speaks the name of Jesus over him. He didn't even pray for him. I mean, we, we all, you know, oh, brother, let me pray for you. You know, and we start praying, you know, and then at the end of it, we throw in, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, Peter said, no, 
In Jesus' name, whatever you're needing right now is provided. In Jesus' name. He spoke the name of Jesus over him. That power, that power to heal was there. And it healed him instantly. Now, I'm not saying we don't, we have to change every the way we pray. I mean, I think it's good to pray and agree with people and ask people, okay, what are you agreeing for? You're agreeing for prayer. I'm going to agree with you in prayer. But then once we do that, we do it, and it's we don't just throw away in Jesus' name, amen. It's like we've prayed this, Lord, and we've prayed it in the almighty, powerful name of Jesus, and so we release our faith and expect it to be done. Isn't that cool? So this guy jumps up, and he instantly is healed. He's been crippled by birth, but the power of that name has healed him. I mean, he's excited. He's walking and leaping and praising God. We've all sang that song when we were little. It was awesome. But once the word spreads throughout the temple that he's been healed, everybody kind of rushes to Peter and John. And they're looking at him. The people are astonished and and they're wide-eyed and they're wondering who has healed this man. So let's read in Acts 3, starting in verse 12. It says, people of Israel, this is Peter talking, What is so surprising about this? And why do you stare at us, though we've made this man walk by our own power or godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despised Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy, righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Here's the key. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Isn't that cool? It's the faith in the name of Jesus and the power of that name. Whether we're saying grace over the meal or in a prayer for healing or petition for provision, sorry, we can depend on that name to do what we've asked. The name of Jesus has the authority, power, and full ability to answer that prayer. Not only that, but Jesus wants to answer that prayer. It says, ask me anything in my name and I will do it to glorify the Father. If we'll believe in that name, we'll have faith in the power of that name and release that faith. In other words, if we understand by ending that prayer in Jesus' name, amen, it's not just a religious act. It's not something we're just throwing in there. But we're believing that Jesus will answer that prayer. It will be done because of his authority and because he wants to glorify the Father. Faith in the name of Jesus made the lame man walk, faith in the name of Jesus will answer your prayers as well. Again, we go back to John chapter 14. It says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Glory to the Father. Yes, ask me anything in my name and I will do it. So the next time you feel the devil's attacking you, or bringing up your past, you've got the authority to use the biggest, most powerful weapon ever formed in this universe, 
against him. He can say, no. No. In the name of Jesus, who is my banner, who is my protection. No, you can't bring that up. You can't bring that up. You can just laugh and say, hey, devil, guess who I know. Yep, you can kind of name drop. You know? How about that? You know, we talk about, yeah, you know, I know this person. I know this person. Hey, I know Jesus Christ, the almighty God. And you can't do anything to me, devil. You can't bring up my past. You can't. In the name of Jesus, Yahweh Jireh, my provider, you must get my ha- your hands off my finances. Amen. You know? In the name of Jesus, who is Jehovah Rapha, my healer, yeah. you must stop trying to put sickness on me. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, who is Jehovah Rapha, my healer, in the name above all names, the name of Jesus, Yahweh Shalom, I claim peace over my life. We can do that. We can call upon that name. I put my past behind me and I choose to allow the powerful name of Jesus to erase my past. Not cover it in blood where it can still be seen or found, but can totally be erased. See, when Peter spoke to the lame man, he didn't even pray. He just released his faith in that name. He said, in the name of Jehovah Rapha, your healer, get up and walk and be healed. In the name of Jesus, that is... It is, is that same name, name of Jesus, that has the power to answer your prayers as well. It's the name of Jesus that has the power to change your situation. So whatever situation you're facing, whatever you're in, whatever's happening to you right now, the name of Jesus Christ has the power to change that. And again, we don't want to get into any religion. We, don't, we want it, Religion is bad. Religion is just ritual. It's just things that we do. It's rules that we've put upon ourselves that we've looked at the Bible and people have misinterpreted and we've got to have a bunch of rules. So I'm not saying that you have to do something a certain way. I'm not saying you have to end the prayer in in Jesus' name, amen. But I am telling you that if you claim that name, if you claim that power in that name, he has the power to answer what you just asked. And that's why he says, ask that in my name and I will do it to glorify the Father. So this week as you're praying, every time you pray, um, I just challenge you to, to stop before you just end that prayer and that flipping in Jesus' name, amen. And I've had to, as I was writing this, I've had to stop and do that. We were at prayer uh, yesterday morning at men's prayer breakfast. Or men's, it wasn't breakfast. Oh, there was donuts there. Usually not. <laughs> men's prayer. And we were praying and I was praying praying for the women's Bible study. And, uh, you know, I started to, started to just flip that in there in Jesus' name, amen. And I was like, I stopped. And I was like, you know what, Lord? I just ask all of that. And now I'm releasing my faith to expect it to be done by your mighty, powerful name of Jesus. Amen. That's how we should release our faith. So this week, I just challenge you as you pray, each time you pray, release faith in that name, that powerful name of Jesus. He has the power to provide. He has the power to heal. He has the power to erase your past. He has the power to protect you. So much power in that name. That's why we sing about it, but that's why it's true.
it's true.